2: Welcome to another episode of Your Queer Story. I'm your host Evan Jones,
0: and I'm your host Paul Hobbs, the better host,
2: And so he says. You can take a vote. Um, we should run I'm, a poll. I will run a poll, um, and it'll be. No, I'm gonna me. run it. No, I'm not trusting you because <laughs> people won't be able to click on me. You and your fancy computer skills will somehow mute my name, and nobody will be able to click on me.
0: No, they'll click on you, and it'll just go to me. Instead. No, you're gonna
2: gerrymander the polls so that no matter how many votes I get, somehow you still win.
0: <laughs> Welcome to America, bitch.
2: Welcome to America. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we want to say thank you to our queer veterans. We know we're a couple days late on this episode, but we're going to try to make it up to you on this episode and maybe another one. I don't know. We never know. It just,
0: whatever happens, happens and you go with it.
2: Yep. Yep, you half the time we're like, we're going to get two out of this and we don't. And then the other half of the time we're like, we're going to wrap this up into one and it ends up being two.
0: And half the time we're like, this is going to be a 30 minute episode and it's actually an hour and a half. And so we we'll are just talk
2: and talk and talk and Paul never shuts up. And so, but it's okay. <laughs> so before we get into that, uh, before we get into our queer veterans and specifically the discrimination they have faced in the military, uh, what did you do this week?
0: I took down with my boyfriend, all of the Halloween decorations we had. I'm and very we... proud of you, by the way, because
2: <laughs> I was very certain those were going to be up until at least February. I know
0: you were. Yes. But we took those down and we started decorating for Christmas. So we have garland wrapped around our porch and we have some lights mm-hmm. up. We're like 30% of the way done. We don't have our tree yet, but that's coming next paycheck probably.
2: Yeah. It's very tastefully decorated. right? It's really yeah, cute. It is cute. I um, know.
0: And then what else did I do? I feel like I did so much this week, but I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, I hurt my back yesterday. Do you remember oh. when I got hurt at work and, like, yep. my back went out? It, like, re- it just acted up yesterday and I was walking and I just, like, collapsed on the floor. Um, huh. I'm better today. So, I don't know. That was weird. That's good.
2: <laughs> I mean, that happens when you hurt your back. Like, at any, like from then on, for the rest of your life, you just don't know when that back's going to yeah. give out.
0: I literally, like, got up out of the bed and I, like, started walking and then I was just, like, on the floor. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want it to be down here today. <laughs> Nothing else. Um, no. Oh, well. I mean,
0: I played video games. I didn't really go out. Um, no, I don't. I feel like I did stuff. It's probably gonna come to me later. But
2: that's how I feel. I feel like I was running around all week, but I don't know. I feel like last week was so draining with the election and everything that I still feel like I did so much, but I don't know that I did. Yeah. So I mean, we just ran errands this weekend and. You know, just regular stuff. I can't think of it. I was very busy at work again still, but I mean, that's just how it is going to be.
0: You're going to be like that till like <laughs> February.
2: Yeah, I know. Just running, running, running. So, I mean, maybe that's also why I feel like I've done a ton of things. I But I've been keeping up with myself. So, even though I've been busy, I've still been able to do the things that are like really important to me. Mm-hmm. Like making sure I go to the gym and, and things for my personal self. Yeah. You know, making time, obviously, for Samantha, my fiance. So, um, yeah, so that's good. But nothing spectacular. I feel like there's a story, but there's not. I, oh, can anybody hear that? Can anybody hear your boyfriend screaming at the game he's playing? I don't think so. Hopefully no. not. Probably though. <laughs> um, Such a gamer.
0: He is so gay.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like. Why did we do anything, Paul? There's definitely something that happened. I just can't something think it. happened this weekend. What happened on Friday? I don't know. What did I do? I on had Friday? a three day weekend. Oh, well, that's nice. Were you off today? Yeah. Ridiculous. I did not have a three-day weekend. My
0: company, like, I feel like I have two holidays a month. Yeah. I literally feel like every month they're like, oh, you don't work that Monday. And I'm like,
2: okay. Well, that's nice. It is very nice. That is very nice. Yeah. No, I'm not getting in. I do get my three-day ho- uh, weeks or my three days off What coming in, like, uh, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and mm-hmm. New Year's and all that, but... I didn't get anything special for Veterans Day. So, but anyways, so I guess Paul and I have done nothing, even though it feels like we've done so much. Yeah,
0: it was just cleaning for me. Like,
2: yeah, I think that was it. I was just doing a lot of errands, a lot mm-hmm. of laundry. Our laundry just oh piles my God. up. I did like days. six loads of laundry
1: yesterday. God,
2: I hate it. And you have, you actually have a laundry that laundromat you have a washer and dryer in your house oh yeah
0: you don't that i don't sucks.
2: so i got to carry it down I and mean, when that's part of the reason why we can like justify putting it off because you got to carry it down to the laundry room you gotta wash it all because we still live in an apartment and carry it all the way back up and then it just sits in the baskets forever because now you've gone through all this hassle of washing <laughs> your clothes now you want to fold them who wants to do that
0: I've been very good. I've been hanging up all my clothes and folding them the second they're you, done.
2: Since you become, since you got this house, you become quite a little house
0: right wife. When we lived together and like it was like <laughs> seven of us living together, I didn't clean nope. anything. My room, like you couldn't even walk in it. Nope. You, I like <laughs> ate out all the time. Like I just uh-huh. did not give a fuck. We paid like hundred and forty dollars a month in rent like yep there were seven people living in a house that cost exactly. <laughs> the rent was eight hundred dollars a month it's true. And we paid it like a hundred dollars each that's true
2: yeah it is nice when you're living with five people, eight people. there were seven whoever was the, all the people that just came through the houses that we lived in because we lived in a couple of them and we always had many roommates so we could have the rent as cheap as possible but you're right <laughs> That just lends to, like, sloppy everything. Because, first of all, there's so many people living in this house. And we had one
0: bathroom, too, by the way. Uh, yeah. That was horrible. So,
2: when you all these people are living in a house, it's impossible to keep it clean. You just cannot keep a house with that many people clean. Okay?
0: <laughs> and you used to have issues with cleanliness.
2: Oh, I did have issues with cleanliness. But you know what? Surprisingly, Samantha has many more issues with cleanliness than me. Like, I was so... I had such a hard time when I first moved in with you, <laughs> the... Well, the first time you were downstairs, so, like, I could ignore it. But then when I moved in later with you and David and everybody else um, in on the East Coast, then I was like, no, this place needs to be clean. <laughs> of course, I was always too drunk to clean anything, but I could complain about it. <laughs>
0: That's the truth, though. It's true. And Half then, the mess was the Amazon packages you were getting every day.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have anything from those Amazon packages anymore. Not even the little middle finger earrings. I don't even know where those are. But... But yeah, so it's hard to keep a place clean, and then because you have all this this uh, extra cash, you're buying takeout constantly. Oh my
0: god, the amount of Domino's boxes we had—we could have built a fucking you castle. Are, it
2: was ridiculous walking over your Domino's boxes, <laughs> and then you have—what was I gonna say? The, you, everybody's got always got their partners over constantly.
0: Between the Franzia boxes and the Domino's oh, boxes, yeah. that was—that's like... what I was
2: gonna say. All the going out. And the drinking, like, all of that on top of it. So, anyways, it's just a pigsty. <laughs> but. It was fun, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fun. It's also <laughs> fun not having that. Oh, yeah. It's like, it was really fun. Glad we did it. Also glad. Yeah. A got a lot of, of good
0: experiences. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, do that, kids. When you're in your 20s, go out, live in a pigsty, get real cheap rent, and then you'll grow out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, maybe someone's listening to this. They're forty. They're still living that life. Good for you. Rock on.
0: Right. I'm like, if
2: I wasn't paying seven hundred
0: and fifty dollars a month on a mortgage for my, for my half of the mortgage, then like, yeah, I would have so much more money.
2: I know, but I would also like have to live with a bunch of people again. You would, and yeah, you don't get your privacy. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so um, before we get started, we just want to thank our Patreon followers. And we want to give a special shout out to The Knight's Wishing Well. As we've said before, it's super cute, super fun, and a great little book. It takes so many classic fairy tales and gives them a modern twist. There's giants with high heels, all kinds of other really fun, interesting things. And it's a great read read for anyone. You don't have to be queer to enjoy it.
2: Exactly. Sorry. I just got distracted again. But yes, no, definitely check it out because um, like we've said, we're not going to stop pushing it because Christmas is still coming. You still need to buy it. Go on Amazon for only $6. You can get it shipped right to your house in two days. It's a perfect little gift. Uh, Any experience that you can think of, use it as a white elephant gift at your school party or your work party. So many great ideas. Um, it's different. It's chic. Check it out. Donate a couple to your local elementary schools. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many different uses for it. So, And it's it's just so unique and different than what's already out there, you know? So you can be the cool, hip new person Absolutely. with the Knights Wishing Well by Michael Finling um, on Amazon Prime. There you go. All right.
0: So enough about all of that. We are going to talk about our queer military veterans This past Sunday was Veterans Day, and if you're not familiar, the holiday originated on Armistice Day, November 11th, 1918. It was the official end of World War I, and a celebration was certainly in order. In 1938, the day was declared a national holiday, and just a year later, World War II would break out. For nearly a full century, on November 11th, we have celebrated and remembered those who have served our country, and though we are still... And though we still could improve in financial, medical, and educational aid for all those returning from duty, there are some members who have faced even harsher repercussions.
2: Yes. uh, I just, sorry, in the middle I just realized I said almost a full century. I don't know if I meant to put 1919 or if it was 1918. Because if it was 1918, that means it's been 100 years that we've been celebrating Veterans Day. Even though it wasn't declared a national holiday Uh, until about 20 years later. It was, um, it has been, I think, 100 years or almost 100 years. I might have put the wrong date, but it was November Wait, wasn't Trump
0: just in... Yes. To celebrate the 100 years?
2: Okay, yeah, so then it was, yeah. Trump was just, went over to, uh, where did he, was it France, Germany?
0: I don't know. He was, I think it was France with Macron. Yeah. And he got the shit embarrassed out of him.
2: Well, yeah, because he supported nationalism and because he didn't want to stand in the rain. All the there, other I mean.
0: leaders stood in arms to like, yeah, to like celebrate and to like you mm-hmm. know thank everyone, and Trump's just like sitting in his car. Yeah,
2: exactly, because he didn't want to get wet. But uh, you know, but it, I mean, I guess that's what you expect from a draft dodger. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> so back to the veterans and those who have actually fought in wars. Um, so yeah, so the harsher repercussions. So I mean. Perhaps one of the most courageous acts a military member can perform is fighting for a country that doesn't recognize them as an equal citizen. This has been true for so many minority servicemen and women. In World War II, over 700,000 African Americans and 350,000 Mexican Americans, Native Americans, and Asian Americans fought to keep Nazis and fascisms from taking over our country. However, these 1 million plus Americans were denied basic dignities at home. While the government had no problem sending African Americans to die on the battlefront, they still refused to allow these veterans to sit next to whites on buses, in restaurants, and in schools. Latina veterans returned to menial jobs and poor housing conditions. Native veterans were returned to reservations, and Asian Americans saw a sharp increase in harassment and open discrimination.
0: So this is all during World War Two, right? This is World War II. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it a lot. Were yeah. Asian Americans also put in basically put, work camps?
2: They were put in work camps. It's actually really interesting. So uh, Japanese Americans were put in internment camps, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, wasn't as bad as concentration camps. But it's it's, it's an still shitty. Camp. It's still it's America's
0: way. It, we always say, "Oh, it wasn't so bad." Yes, maybe they weren't executed, but it was a shithole. Oh yeah, and it definitely was not. They weren't at the Holiday Inn.
2: Oh, yeah. And you know what the audacity of the American government, though, is that while they were sending Japanese Americans to internment camps, um, they started drafting Japanese American men. And Japanese American men were like, "Uh, no, thank you. We're not going to do that. You're locking us up in camps. We're not going to go fight for you until you treat us as equal citizens. So then the um, government just rounded them all up and put them in prison. Yeah. Because they refused to fight in a war that they were, I mean, the discrimination being... against them was so yeah. and blatant <laughs> and ridiculous. And I mean, I for me, I kind of, I respect both sides. Like, I respect the person that's like, I'm not going to fight for a country that won't let me drink at the same fucking water fountain as mm-hmm. a white person. And I also respect the hell out of someone who's like, I believe in freedom and I'm going to fight for your freedom to treat me like shit, you know?
0: And I also think that while they I don't know what's in their head I'm just speculating here but Mm -hmm. I think that they probably thought like if we fight for this country we can prove that we're equals yeah I'm sure there was a lot of people who were doing it to like work to attain that freedom for their community
2: oh yeah yeah I'm sure there were I mean and that's and and below below it all it's like you just you love America I mean if you're born here you're a born American citizen there are people that immigrated here to start a new life and America with all its faults still had this freedom of Mm -hmm. hope or it still had this like promise of hope and freedom. Right. And so um th- I mean there were reasons, you know, people they loved America. They were they were paid they were Americans and they felt that they were just as valid as every other American even though they weren't treated that way. Right. But I do it's just it really still blows my mind that people were willing to go and fight for a country that that was treating them that yeah, way. Yeah, personally I would have said fuck you. So yeah.
0: <laughs> if you were someone with a stronger will a stronger, stronger mental fight than I am, like props mm-hmm. to you because I would have just said, fuck you.
2: Exactly. And that's why I was thinking about how like like people think that patriotism, and I shared this on my social media, but people think that patriotism is like wearing an American flag on their shirt and, and drinking a bunch of beer on 4th of July and being mad at Colin Kaepernick because he kneels during the national anthem and patriotism is fighting for country that discriminates against you even though, you know, that, that will fight. Patriotism is fighting for a country even though they discriminate against you. Patriotism is loving a country despite how they treat you, you know. So, I I mean, I, it's, it's incredible to me that people think that they're being patriotic when they shame Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the national anthem. But they have no problem voting against veterans, the rights of veterans. Or
0: against... Ninety percent of the American population. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, voting against
2: their fellow Americans in general, but especially like when you vote, you're also voting against against veterans. So
0: I shared something on Facebook that said, I'm sure you saw it. It was just like you can't say you love someone and then vote for vote Ooh. for someone who like will hurt Correct. that person. Yeah. And somebody replied on there who I'm actually very close with and I've known for years. They're like, well, that's not necessarily true. And I'm like, but it is. But it is. You can't sit there. And vote for someone who you, who vocally says that they're going to work against my community and say you love me. You can't. That's it, not how it works. It
2: doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. I, like
0: I would never vote for someone that said, we're going to get rid of all the straight white people. We're going to deny them their basic rights. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because yes. that's hurting another community.
2: I wouldn't even vote if someone was like, we're going to wipe out all the Christians. We're getting rid of the Christians. As much as I oppose the idea of religion and Christianity... I love many Christians. I wouldn't vote for something that was going to hurt people like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, I don't it,
0: think unless you've experienced, you understand. I yeah. think that's the problem.
2: Well, that is a problem because the majority of Americans have never experienced actual discrimination mm-hmm. because the majority of Americans are straight white people. And and then you add straight white men on top of that. And they, they have no idea what discrimination is. That's why they think discrimination is you telling them that they can't discriminate against other people. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to get a lesson.
0: So, among those who have served regardless of their country's tre- Among those who have served regardless of their country's treatment, are many queer military members. The consequences for being gay, bi, or trans in the armed forces have drastically ranged through the years. Yet despite harsh backlash and punishments, queer Americans have continued to put their lives on the line for their country. We can trace our LGBTQ veterans back to the First Great War, the American Revolution.
2: Three years into America's declaration of independence from Britain, the colonial rebels were struggling. Our new country was on the brink of losing to its English masters, and morale was at an all-time low. As Washington struggled to whip his troops into a formidable army, Benjamin Franklin suggested he obtain the aid of Baron Friedrich von Steuben. The Baron had been a rising star in the Prussian military and was once the right-hand man to Frederick the Great. However, Steuben's desire for the same sex was discovered, and he was abruptly dismissed from the Prussian army. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, right? All the way back to the 1700s.
0: Not only was Steuben stripped of his career and livelihood, but he was also a public disgrace to his family. However, when Franklin first asked for his help in America, the Baron rejected the proposal. He continued trying to reestablish serving his own country's military and nearly succeeded. Yet, just as his application was being processed, an anonymous letter arrived accusing the baron having taken familiarities with young boys. Truthfully, there are no records to suggest that Steuben was a pedophile. However, all homosexuals of that time were considered a threat to youth, and still today.
2: Exactly. (laughs) That hasn't stopped for like a thousand years. Nope.
0: Eventually, the Baron took Franklin up on his offer and fled to America. It does not seem that either Franklin or Washington cared about Steuben's orientation. They are probably all just having a big gay orgy.
2: <laughs> um, there, I think there was some of that going on in in the American Revolution. Yeah, of course, a lot more than all the men are believe. away from
0: their wives. like It's just going to happen. You're out
2: on the battlefield. Well, this is still in the time. because, And here's the thing that was, that was surprising about Steuben is that This is still during the time where it was acceptable if you're in the military to have sexual relations with men. It's just when you come home, like, you're done with that. that. Like, so it's surprising that he would lose his military career over it. And I think the reason was because he was open. He was openly yeah, gay. that's the thing. He exactly. wasn't just you
0: know. Oh, we're 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 two men out here. We've exactly. been away from our wives. Couple for, <laughs> Yeah, we had a few drinks. We've been away from our wives for a couple months. You want to just try some things? Right, He's exactly. like, no, I'm gay.
2: No, no, no. We're, let's uh, let's like Brobeck back mountain this thing, and then uh, we'll go home. You get married. I'll get married. You know, whatever. <laughs> Meet up once a year. Whatever. No. <laughs>
0: That's probably why they started (laughs) so many many wars back then.
2: (laughs) Time to find another war, boys! (laughs) All the wars in history were
0: caused because men wanted to have sex with each other and not get in trouble.
2: That's exactly it. They're just running around, lighting shit on fire. Like, oops, I guess we're going to have to fight France again. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so, but yeah, Franklin and, uh, which Franklin was a notorious... Bisexual. Okay, so like he obviously didn't give a fuck. But if Washington didn't care either, he knew that um, Steuben had been really um, discharged from the Prussian army for being gay. And he was like, I don't care. Well, the like... thing
0: is, they're fighting to start a new country based on freedom. Exactly. You can't
2: <laughs> yeah. be like, we're not here.
0: <laughs> right. Well, we're, we're working on freedom, but it doesn't include gay people. Exactly. So... It didn't include black
2: people, though. So Yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't include women. A lot of, lot of restrictions on their freedom. But hey, he was okay with the gays. So he had one thing going for him. <laughs> So, General Washington assigned Alexander Hamilton and John Lawrence as Steuben's aides. It is rumored that all three men carried on a romantic friendship. (laughs) History also suggests that Steuben was open with the troops about his sexuality and met little, if any, resistance. In a short amount of time, the Baron had transformed a ragtag militia into a veteran army. He wrote a drill manual that is still partially used today. And he wasn't all work and no play. He also threw wild parties where attendees had to come pantless or completely nude. Of course he did. (laughs) Of course he did. No, it's just, um, we're going to have a party and you can't wear your pants. It's it's from my country. It's It's just how we do things. It's a German tradition. You know us Germans, we love to walk around in the nude. (laughs) Hey, Queerstians. Do you own a business? Are you an author or an entertainer?
0: And would you like a great way to grow your audience? Well, this commercial slot could be yours. For just $20 a month, we can advertise your show on our podcast.
2: And as a rapidly growing queer content source, we want to help get your name out there. So if you want even more promotion, you can just choose our $30 tier to get ads and links on our website.
0: And for only $40 a month, we'll review your product on our YouTube channel and link it to all of our social media.
2: So go ahead, send an email to your your queer story at gmail today, or reach out to us on social media via messenger
0: and let us make your business a little more queer. Bye. Bye. So, the Baron seems to have fallen in love with William North, and the two always enjoyed a relationship with Benjamin Walker after the war. After the war. <laughs> the Baron adopted both men, which was a common practice among gay men for centuries, which we also talked about in our episode on Bayard Rustin. Yes. Um, when he died, he left his estate to his lovers. Yet despite being a hero of the war, his name has been erased or skimmed over in many history books, though his influence has continued to live on. Uh, Smithsonian historian Eric Trickery, Tricky wrote of Steuben, though his name is little known among Americans today... Every U.S. soldier is indebted to Von Steuben. He created America's professional army.
2: Yeah, you never hear about about Von Steuben. You hear about Lafayette, who people also think had a romantic interest in Washington and may have been gay. But, um, like, you hear about, like, if you know your American Revolution history, you know Von Steuben. But if... but. A lot of people don't and um, a lot of that is attributed to the fact that he was very open mm-hmm. and I mean he never like like I said, he was open about it. He never tried to live with a woman, he wasn't he wasn't a bachelor, like he was in love with North and um we don't know if he and um, Benjamin Walker had a relationship, but North and Walker had a relationship, so they just had a whole little thing going on there. They
0: were having pantsless parties. Like. Yeah,
2: almost, I mean, they were living the gay life, I'll tell you what. And then America gained their freedom, and they're just living in America. America had no rules then. I'll tell you. Everybody no did, they all then. had their
0: own currency every state. They were just <laughs> literally doing whatever the, book whatever they wanted.
2: the fuck they wanted. They're like, we got freedom, baby. This is our country. <laughs> we're going to do it how we want. <laughs> While Friedrich von Steuben's affairs could be shrugged off by a society still used to the idea of military men having sexual relationships, as time wore on, it became harder to be a queer serviceman. As the country grew and developed, strong issues began to divide the new and expanding colonies. Within 100 years of declaring independence, the nation was at war with itself. North and South battled on the grounds of slavery. And it was about slavery, and I don't want to hear any motherfucker tell me that it was not about it's slavery. It's just
0: about my southern heritage.
2: It's about state rights. What were the state rights? It was about state rights to, like, tariffs and stuff. What were the state rights about tariffs? So that they could place tariffs on their slaves. I am so tired of people <laughs> t- whatever thing you are. We, said we didn't like the North interfering on our affairs. And what was the North interfering on? Slavery. There's no <laughs> issue that doesn't trace back to slavery.
0: Not at all. Nope. No. They they just they want to come up with their own things. <laughs> and the thing that blows my mind is that in Indiana there's so many Confederate flags. Ugh, mm-hmm. I can't
2: stand it. In Indiana pop for the North.
0: Exactly. And it's all people, my Southern heritage. Your fucking family was from Indiana. What Southern heritage? Do you exactly. Have? You've you...
2: never been. You've never been below the Mason Dixon line. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Your family has no Southern heritage. They fought for the North.
2: I saw more Confederate flags in Indiana than I ever did in South Carolina. I lived in South Carolina as a child. I go back to South Carolina every. We went Sunday. to
0: Richmond, Virginia, uh-huh. for like we just like road trip, and we just ended up there. Yeah, there wasn't a single Confederate flag.
2: Yeah, the only people care about are fucking idiots. I've seen more. More Confederate flags in goddamn Matt Webster, Massachusetts <laughs> than I did in the South. Okay, people
0: of all places, like
2: God, come on, come on. Massachusetts. I'm <laughs> disappointed, but then again, you. A- well, I'm not gonna say you assholes because you know what you pulled through. By the way, if you're wondering, <laughs> yes, on three in Massachusetts was was voted in, which just kept trans protections in. Um, It kept trans people protected, but the fact that it was even on the ballot... It's It's bullshit. In Massachusetts? Come on. You guys are the first to legalize gay marriage. Like, what the fuck? Of all places. Of all places. I could see
0: that in, like, Texas, which, I mean, that's just how it's been, but, like, (laughs) Massachusetts?
2: Really? Yeah. So, anyways, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's... uh, Indiana is obsessed with the Confederate flag. I, I mean... And not even like southern Indiana. I'm talking like north Indiana. We grew up in north. By Chicago. We were 40 minutes from Chicago. Exactly. We're like, what, two hours from the border of Canada? Mm -hmm. And we got fucking Confederate flags all over the place. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, I don't know. We were talking about the north and south. So, um, among those fighting for true equality was a little man by the name of Albert Cashier. Among those fighting for true equality. True equality on the north side. What Good. is he doing? Up there? I He's don't like know. Jumping. He, you act like you've never heard him play a game, but he before. doesn't jump like that. He's uh, like jumping out of his. You've seat. never been below him because I used to live below you guys while you played your games, and I can promise you, David has always sworn and kicked. He's always on the ceiling
0: <laughs> or okay, on the floor. Maybe he has kicked. I didn't notice. So. <laughs> At 19 years old, Albert enlisted in the Union Army's 95th Illinois Infantry. The year was 1862, and the Civil War was in full swing. Albert trained as an infantryman and then shipped off to join General Ulysses S. Grant in the Army of Tennessee. During one of the battles, Albert worked reconnaissance and spied on the enemy. Of course he did. His ass was like, hello everyone. (laughs) I am here to um, visit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gays are the best spies who's gonna who's gonna like Albert wasn't gay oh well well actually he might have been gay I don't know well in my
0: mind he's gay gays are the best spies because who's gonna suspect a gay man (laughs) <laughs> they're all like this is another fucking fairy get him out of here like they're not gonna He's be just
2: wandering in the camp you know these guys they're always showing up just wandering in our camp <laughs> trying to get a our pants
0: exactly like they're not gonna think they're, they're like, a threat
2: oh, I can't stand it come over into my tent you and me alone and I am going to drill you on why you're here and I'm going to drill you real hard you're not going to be able to wiggle free go ahead
0: <laughs> so he was captured but fought to escape and returned back to camp with the needed information the 95th saw a heavy combat and is recorded to have traveled over 9,000 miles on foot while cashier was a serviceman when the war ended in 1865 cashier was honorably discharged his fellow soldiers regarded him as a hero and a true patriot
2: upon returning home albert took odd jobs in the town of sonomon illinois never heard of it Neither have I. I don't know But I guess it's there. He lived there for the next 40 years, building a home, obtaining employment in different government facilities, and being a contributing member of society. He paid his taxes, voted in the elections, and in 1907, he began to collect his military pension. In 1911, though Albert was hit by a car, and I don't know how Albert. I'm so sorry. I know you're a veteran, but this is the Model T. They weren't going that far.
0: Wait, in 1911, weren't they
2: going like five miles an hour? <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. You weren't paying attention. He was a lot older at this time, but uh, I mean, people weren't as used to cars then, so maybe they didn't realize what they could do. I'm not They sure. were only going like. we just. <laughs> trying, you could run faster than a Model T. But I'm not judging, you're a hero, and I get it. It's
0: like that, those Family Guys episode where it's like, eh, and then they just fall.
2: And they fall, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, maybe it's just like, there's no way this dinky little thing could run me over. Maybe he was like playing with, I don't know, he was hit by a car. <laughs> and unable to work, he was moved into a soldier's home in Quincy, in Quincy, Illinois. There he was visited by many surviving members of the 95th who wanted to see their old buddy and hero, Albert Cashier. But then, in 1914, Albert was moved to an insane asylum because of his deteriori- de- de- deteriorating. deteriorating, I got it, deteriorating health. It was there that nurses discovered he had female genitalia. Immediately, Albert was moved into the women's facilities, forced to wear a dress, and an investigation was launched by the U.S. military. His pension was frozen, and six months later, he died. Bullshit. This is bull- this guy lives his entire fucking life as a man. Like, his entire life he fight, fights in World War or fights in the Civil War. He's a hero. He collects a pension. He spends forty years working in this town. And in the last six months of his life, these asshats are like, Nope, put him in a dress. Bullshit. Yeah.
0: Um so going back to did I tell you my mom what? got hit by a car? No. I never told you that. No. so my mom calls me and she's like I have something to tell you but I want you to know it's not as bad as it's gonna sound and I was like okay what happened I thought like something really bad happened and she's like I was leaving the school and I got hit by a car and I was like what do you mean she was like I was walking through the parking lot and I got hit by a car and I started <laughs> laughing because I'm sorry but my mother is the most clumsy person I know <laughs> and like if anyone I know is gonna get hit by a car it's my mom and I was just like in my head i could just picture my mom just like <laughs> like full family guy style like going up in the air
1: like, over
0: like and she's fine she's like going through physical therapy there's no serious no broken bones nothing mm-hmm. like that but like i was just like mom wait
2: this just happened no this was like oh okay 2
0: months ago now maybe
2: oh why did you tell I me i thought i told you i thought i you brought did it up not on tell my me kim but, i'm sorry he doesn't tell me you but i was like mom i'm sorry i'm laughing but like your mother got I'm hit not by surprised. Her. Samantha's brother got hit by car, but it was because he was working at a school, uh, at an automotive school, and some idiot like wasn't paying attention, and they had the car on a lift, mm-hmm. and then he like pushed a button, and the car rolled onto. Oh my Austin. god, Austin! Yeah, he is was. He okay? Well, I mean, now he is. He was in a cast for like a year. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah, and then the school was like, "Oh, not really our fault. Maybe your fault." They <laughs> they fixed they fixed the issue. So, um anyways, so yeah, so people getting hit by cars. Apparently, it's a thing eh, more than we yeah. think. I still don't know how Albert managed to get hit by that car. <laughs> uh he got had to have been older though because I mean, he fights in World War 2 or I keep saying World War 2. He fights in the Civil War and then he and he enlisted when he was like 17.
0: But, I mean, even at that point, the driver of that car, you're going so slow. It's if you slow. see this old man walking across the road. Yeah, like, what's the
2: driver of the car doing? And it's not like it's like you can fucking see. There's not a hood on the car. There's nothing. Yeah, it's
0: literally just an open, it's like... It's probably
2: like, I don't know how to stop it, Maggie. I don't know how to stop the blast today. They didn't teach me that. I barely know how to drive it. There's, like, like, a
0: four-year-old like, walking on the side faster <laughs> than the car.
2: <laughs> She's running up to, Albert, get out of the way. <laughs> Albert, there's a car coming. <laughs> so (laughs) i'm sorry albert before (laughs) albert he died without any dignity after being a hero and like even to the point where his friends were coming and visiting him in the soldier's home like that's how much they remembered him and he had to be in a fucking dress that's so bullshit that's such that's so disrespectful but you know so and so like we had said the the board um the veterans board or whatever had frozen his pension Mm -hmm. because they were like well this is fraud because he's you know, he said, he, he still fucking like,
0: fought for them. How are you? exactly?
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, they, they did change their minds. So,
0: so however, it seems that the board had a change of heart after Albert's death. So we fucked you over, but now that you're <laughs> dead, you know what? We, we're sorry. We changed our minds. Yeah, mind. sorry. So he was buried with the full with full military honors, and his tombstone read Albert D J Cashier, Company G, 95th Infantry. Though the military honored those who served in the Civil War, social attitudes began to harden against a perceived rise in homosexuality. Truthfully, technological and industrial advancements were calling people of all walks of life to the other to these cities. And in the cities, communities were finding one another. Professional people of color were joining together, intellectuals, scientists, and non believers were bonding, and the queers were brimming to the, and the queers were brimming in the nightclubs and city parks. The eruption of World War One drove urbanization harder, and the end of the war brought a newfound appreciation on life. Couples who had hidden in the shadows, individuals afraid to dress and present as their true selves, now came out openly and flagrantly.
2: And that is all we have time for on this episode, but we're going to pick up next week with World War II. So World War One um w- this was a kind of time like it's not that there weren't any queer people that served in world war one there's just not, not a lot of documented uh, cases i mean we don't have a lot of documented cases of, of anybody before world war ii and then it really starts to take off um and then the attitudes in world war one were still kind of like there was it what is i think in 1916 they start to like rise but you know um we entered world war one in 1914 like um yeah, with the sinking of the Lusitania. It might have been nineteen twelve. Uh no, I'm thinking that the that's the sinking of the Titanic. So the sinking of the Lusitania in nineteen fourteen. So anyways, so we entered World War Two, uh World War One and they started to see that they didn't have rules. So like homosexuals were starting to come out. You right. know? Like we said, they're they're fl- fleeing to the cities, you start to have um Hollywood and entertainment queer arts and homosexuals are starting to get to that point where they're starting to be more out we're just about to hit the 1920s which saw an explosion of queer culture and fun
0: stuff going on the military (laughs)
2: yeah and the military starts to notice um hey we don't have anything in place to keep these queers from being in the military
0: meanwhile all the quote-unquote straight men are like you know what we're out, like it's fine. We're not really gay.
2: Exactly, right? Yeah, they're still. Like, it's like everything's shifting. So now it's not acceptable to like hook up with your buddy in the military, but people are still doing it Mm -hmm. and now it's not acceptable to be queer even like i don't know it's a very odd shift in american perception because we suddenly go from like hey whatever do you to we need to be upset and this is also like the rise of like the temperance movement so like people are like "You, you can't have alcohol anymore alcohol is destroying america gays, are destroying, um, gays are destroying america women voting are destroying america
0: satan worshippers are destroying america
2: everything all the bullshit like there's so much the great awakening this is like where the first wave of evangelicalism has hit the, the nation and like and people are riding on it and now there's for all this moral reform this is how we're gonna save the country so all that good bullshit. while the
0: country is heading towards prosperity
2: Yes, exactly. As we're yeah, we're we're <laughs> taking off as a country. We're doing great. There's it was a very tumultuous time the early 1900s. It's always been a tumultuous time in
0: America. <laughs> Pretty much because <laughs> the problem is while other countries have continued, well, not all other countries, but most other countries who are around yeah. our level of like where they're at in the world, like you know the European countries and stuff, they're all moving in a more progressive direction, mm-hmm. and every president in America, we're like, oh, we're making great moves, and then we get a new fucking president, and they're like, actually, we're going to fuck all of you over, and we're going to remove all your rights, and then we get another president, and they're like, we're going to take another 10 steps forward, and then we get another fucking president, and they're like, all right, we're going to take eight steps back, America, like... (laughs) We're just
2: slowly inching our way forward.
0: Meanwhile, all the other countries are, like, rapidly pacing and getting so much more ahead of us as far as social and, like, societal norms.
2: Yeah. I also... But, I mean, you also have to remember... Like, I wish we would take their direction, but, like, other countries have had hundreds and hundreds of years, whereas America's only had a few hundred years, and that really does make a difference in maturity. Like, we are the teenagers that think we know everything, and we're going to do it our way, and all these older countries are like, okay, go ahead, you guys keep trying to figure it out. You know, that's just how America is. But um, if you're looking for a recommended resource, um, you can check out Lady Valor. It is a documentary by... um, about kristen beck i believe she also has a book of the same title i'm not sure but you can follow kristen beck on social media she is a veteran um, she was a navy seal who helped take out osama bin laden she was a navy seal for over 20 years um, She is a hero as any hero could be and, and then after leaving the military she came out as transgender um, she is openly fights for queer veterans for veterans in general but especially queer veterans um she's an incredible person to follow on social media and also her documentary and her book are great so you should check it out i like i said i'm pretty positive it's lady valor lady valor but check out Kristen beck um she's got a lot of great stuff out there um and uh we're also going to
0: include some uh resources on this post for any um veteran you know different links to veteran um networks queer veteran networks anything we can find
2: there's glbd uh, glbt veterans.org that just has a lot of information for queer veterans um, and there there are a lot of associations out there so anyways so next week picking up with World War two continuing continuing on to thank our veterans especially those who are minorities who have taken on the challenge of fighting for a country that has not always respected you that still does not respect you and we want to say thank you uh, thank uh, and the transgender soldiers are currently facing this right now? Yeah, a
0: lot of issues, like left and right. It's one thing mm-hmm. after another. Yeah. One thing gets squashed, or like they like get quiet about it. And then just something else comes up out of nowhere.
2: It's come, yeah, exactly. And so, those of you who are currently serving, despite the way this administration is treating you, uh, the re- I have the highest respect for you. So, thank you for that. Yeah, thanks, and um, and make sure you check out us on- and follow us on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at J sandwich.
0: And you can follow me on literally anything, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, at v Paul Hobbs. Yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> but follow me mostly. All right, guys. We love you. So uh, stay queer. Don't get on the battery. You succulent sapphists. We love you, our little allied hookers.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and review wherever you are listening and follow us on social media at Your Queer Story.
0: Like what you heard? Want to share your story? Send us a voice message to add to the podcast from the Anchor app or at anchor.fm slash yourqueerstory.
1: And if you would like to support the work we do or get exclusive content, check us out on patreon.com slash yourqueerstory.
0: See you next week. Bye. Bye.